Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dashing with Christ. Um, I thank you for tuning in today. Uh, I just want to lift up a quick prayer. Lord, I ask you to please be on the ears of everyone that is listening to this, Father. May they hear what needs to be heard, Father, and forget what does not, uh, Lord. I ask that your word would become would be the truth that they seek, Father, that their life would be you, or full of you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So, guys, today I'm kind of... I'm kind of I, I, I wing this every day, to be honest. Um, I let the Holy Spirit flow through me. But today I have kind of less of a, of a plan than usual. Um, so on some other points, some news. So like I've talked kind of recently about, you know, how the Lord, I'm waiting for the Lord to provide me a vehicle. Well, he has, and it's not perfect, but it's, it's perfect to what I need. And it is even better than what I thought. But besides that point, um, I kind of had this feeling of talking about how do we know that we're saved? Um, and it's a question that I've seen a lot of, um, let's say, TikToks and a lot of discussions with the Lord, because it seems to be, even in my, in my life, I've had times like, am I really saved? Am I really, uh, you know, am, am I, can I count myself in the Lamb's Book of Christ? And to be honest... I have to come back to that it has to be by faith that we know we are saved. That there is no works, there is no actions, there is nothing we can do to actually help us to be saved. Uh, we have to go on what the Word says, and it says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins that you are a sinner and he was rose he was raised again then we are saved and by that admission and our faith in what he did on the cross is the reason that we are is the reason and the whole going behind we are saved and it is so simple but yet so complex and profound that I think a lot of us want to look today and go, how can something be that simple? How can I be saved that easily? Um, because in all regards, and something that actually I believe happens more later on, is it really is profound that someone would take a punishment for you. Imagine... You committed a murder, right? The, the what we would consider the most heinous crime. Uh, um, you know, let's say we murdered a child, and I mean, I'm I'm using that as as preference for a reason. Uh, and the jury has all found you guilty. Everyone's looking at you and scowling. And someone steps in and says, "I will take the punishment for that." I will take the punishment of this murderer. And in a way, we did murder a child. We murdered our innocence. We murdered our ability to sit there 
and accept and believe the impossible. We tell the reason I and again, the reason I used a child in that regards is not that I believe, you know, go murder children or anything. But the fact of the matter is, is a child like innocence, a child like faith, a, a child, you know, you tell a child that um, Santa's coming down the chimney or the Easter bunnies there or there's such things as leprechauns or, you know, n name a thousand different things. And a child sits there and believes it. But you tell even an adult that the God that created the universe has you, that thinks of you more valuable than a blade of grass or the birds of the air that are most, that are always provided for in the needs that they have. And we sit there and go, it can't be. We lost that child faith. And I, I, I can say this with, knowledge because in this circumstances of me needing a vehicle all i can see is i need work i can't do i can't get a regular job i need to have this my vehicle is my job i need but i can't get a vehicle without work and a whole loop that kept going around and around and around and around and around but the fact of the matter is is at the same time, I had to believe in faith that the Lord was working behind the scenes in ways I couldn't even know to get me a vehicle and be and be a great vehicle for me. But and I had to, and in some ways I kept killing that faith. And to be honest, I think some some of that is like the faith that the Lord tells us to come to him with. Um, think about when you were like five years old um, and the think about the adult figure in your life that was the one you would always go to for anything you ever needed. Like um, some people would be your father, some people for me it was my mom because um, my father was not exactly a he might have been my dad but he was definitely not a father. Um but and anytime I would ask or need something, I could go up to them and ask them. As if I did something wrong, I could go with them and tell them. And it wouldn't always be easy, but it would bring me as a not only a closer relationship when I was honest with them, but in they would take care of it for me. Um, now, now when I say this, it's not an excuse to like. Sorry about that, um, but I wasn't saying that it's an excuse to go do whatever you want, but it is a moment of grace and a moment of innocence when you come to the Father. Um, I've used things from my past that have been hard with me. Um, you know, yes, I have, you know, when I'm a kid, I've stolen, stolen things like crayons, and it was a hard thing to bring things, something... I stole to my mom and say, hey, I stole that. And she taught me how to bring it to the Lord and give it to him that I stole, as well as, yes, it doesn't mean I got out of consequences either. I did have to go back and say, hey, I kind of stole these crayons uh, from Children's Church, um, which they thought it was a silly thing, but it was a correction that stuck with me for my entire life that no matter what I do, there might be 
wrongdoing. There might be something I have done, but there is correction involved and to bring everything to the father. Um, at times it is hard because the fact of the matter is, and I think that's another way we can know where we are saved is because we feel shame. We feel I would, I, guilty, even though we don't need to feel guilty because the father has wiped away all the sins. Um, better way to put it would be feeling condemnation uh, is what um, the best way I can describe that or the way I understand that is guilt is feeling bad, worthless, uh, like you're undeserving of because you've done something wrong. And condemnation is you feel bad because you've done something you knew you shouldn't and you want to do something to change it. And I think that's the better uh, answer for condemnation versus guilt. And because we don't have guilt in the Father. We're not, even though we were that murderer, we were that adulterer, we were that person... Even though we had all those things, the fact of the matter is, it's the blood of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross has made us clean. And we can go before the throne room of God and look upon his face. Even Moses couldn't look upon his face because of the sin of the world that he was a part of. And we can go, I'm sorry that I did something. I'm sorry that it had to go this way. And he can look right back at us and goes, I didn't see you did that. I just love you. Now, does that mean we get out of consequences for, you know, our actions? No, because if you were to still kill someone, you would probably still end up going to, you know, even the little Lord forgive you. And he wiped away your debt in that regard. You still will have to face the consequences of your actions and you will have to probably spend some time in jail. You'll have to spend some time, you know, maybe it was an adult babysitter, sorry, parole officer, um, and stuff like that. But the fact of the matter and matter is, is he's with you through all that and will help you and guide you. Um, but I also want to go out and say that you also at those times have to guard your own heart. Um, not from, the father, but from the enemy trying to pile on the things of the world that will distract you from going to him. Because there's been many times that, um, like even with this car incident, um, yeah, great. I've having to deal with the consequences of getting into two accidents that have been classified as my fault, and I could have probably done better with them. I won't deny I probably could have done better even though a, uh, one of them could have been proven as not my fault, but I could have seen in ways to do better. And I'm having to deal with the consequences of those actions. Now, did the Lord forgive me? Did he provide for me? Did he uh, bring me on beyond, beyond that? Did he teach me? Yes, he's done all that. But at the same time, the enemies tried to come in and go, you are worthless. Uh, you, you know, the fact of the matter is, is you need to, he whispered into other people's ear that you need to stop driving. You know, you're just a bad driver. And he did everything he could to distract me and hit me with things that he knew would get me to get me to try worldly things that would get me to focus on the bad of the situation instead of what the Lord would do in the situation. Because one of the best things, the, the enemy can't curse us. 
one of the strongest things I heard someone say this, and I don't remember who, but it was quite recently. The enemy can't curse us, but if he can get you to think in a way where you can curse yourself, he won. He won that battle. And yeah, there's many times I, 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 I say something bad about myself and go well, I, how I can't do it. And the fact of the matter is, is I can't do it. But through Christ, I can. Through the through God's strength, I can. I can overcome this hurdle. I can move this mountain in front of me. And the enemy doesn't want us to know that. And if he can keep uh, piling things on you piling things like uh, ba other bad circumstances, if he can keep piling things on of your own self-doubt on things, of your own uh, not worthiness to be in front of the Father, if he can keep piling on uh, things like um, other medical issues that uh, from, from demonic forces or even uh, exasperating your own medical issues that, you know, unfortunately, we do have flesh that decays because of our sin. And the Lord ha can take that and fix it. And other times he uses, he, he doesn't cause the bad, but he uses the bad from those circumstances so that we can be stronger. We can, uh, again, another saying, I, I know where I found this one. I don't remember his TikTok video, but he explained the armor of the Lord in this regard. Uh if you ever look at, like, putting on real, like, you know, body armor or real, you know, like, bulletproof vest and stuff, it only covers a certain caliber of bullet. It only covers a certain, like, you know, and if you need something more stronger, let's say, you know, you're dealing with, like, you know, from 9 millimeters to, like, a full, you know, a 335 or something like that, you need stronger armor. Well, sometimes these things, even though the Lord doesn't cause them... He lets them happen so we can we can learn that to put our trust in him and that so that our armor become, can become thicker. Our armor of God, the, the Holy Spirit in us can become so much thicker. So when the enemy comes roaring his head with something that's, you know, really going to shake us, our foundation's on the rock. Our foundation is secure. Our armor we know how to fight. We know how to actually take the sword of the spirit and fight back against his attack. And that is the strong, like I, I, that is the one thing I, I would love more people to do. And I'm only barely understanding myself is how to take the sword of the spirit and fight back because no matter what the circumstances really ends up being, what ends up being crashing down upon you, sometimes all it takes is a quick prayer to go, God, here's the situation. Here's my feelings about it. I feel, I feel doubt. I feel uncertainty. I feel regret. I feel all this and take this from, and take this from me, Father, because I cannot do this without you. I cannot do this on my own. And I know this from so much, from experience, especially this last year of experience has been so much. There's been times even when um, I've been having a fight with my own girlfriend and, and yeah, no, she is not, she is not saved. And I will not deny that, but I know that there is time. I feel that the Lord has brought us together so that she may be saved in this regard. But at this time, she has not, and I do direct her in some ways when she has conversations. 
but there are times when I see the enemy coming in because we just had a conversation about the Lord, about misunderstandings in the Bible and things that would that are not truths that the world has put as truths about the Bible. And we have a conversation about that. And all of a sudden, then we end up in a fight. And I have to sit there and just pray that the Lord would take the, would, would take the assignment of the enemy and cast it out and let his warring angels come through and fight this battle because it is not mine. And that using the words and the, the language from the Bible, actually praying this, the, the prayers of healing over, over her, praying the prayers of protection over her. And you know what? I can't tell you how many times uh, that it has gone, it has literally a few minutes later after praying, she's right there uh, talking to me again and we're back at talking about the Lord. It has happened that way because the enemy wants, the enemy, when you learn about the Lord, when the Lord does something for you, the enemy wants to come in and steal it. He is, he is the devourer and the thief that comes in the night. He wants, he, he wants you to get distracted from the Lord. He wants you to be focused on your circumstances. He wants you to be focused on your money trouble. He wants you to be focused on your finances. Anything that keeps you from just trusting in the Lord he would love you to be focused on. Now, guys, I want to say thank you all for listening. If I, I know from experience, I have a lot of trouble worrying myself. If you guys have any trouble, I know this sounds like a self-promotion. I had a review uh, that I posted a few weeks ago about this book called Stop Worrying by Troy Black. It is a great book and very um, Bible-oriented and very... Uh, uh, spiritually guided in how in ways that helps you stop worrying and to see the the peace of the Lord in the midst of, for lack of a better word, the midst of a fire, in the midst of a blazing furnace, to see that there's a fourth person there. And I highly recommend if you uh, can read to get the physical book. If you can't, if you have some trouble like I do, he now has the audio book on nearly every platform that I can I can think of. So please, guys, if you um, would uh, need some help with that, please, I, I strongly suggest uh, supporting that book. Um, and as always, guys. Um, Please, if you wouldn't mind listening to this on other platforms, rating it. I know I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Anchor. Uh, I'm on most of the major platforms. Just liking this, rating this, giving it some more views, attention. Tell your friends, guys. Post it on social media. I, it would be much appreciated, and I thank you so much. And um, just wanted to just thank you guys that the Lord would bless you and keep you straight. And I pray a hedge of protection around you guys, right? everyone right now that heard this, that the enemy would not be able to come in and steal the encouragement and the uh, lessons that you have learned from this. In Jesus' name, amen. And as always, guys, God loves you, and so do I.